find yourself struggling with your health and cannot seem to find a solution, no matter what you try? Well, on this episode, Melissa Rolfs is gonna share exactly how she turned her pain into purpose and is living in victory. Welcome to the Heart of an Underdog podcast. We are your host, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, where we talk about how to adapt and overcome your biggest health challenges so you can beat the odds, turn your pain into purpose, and live in victory. If you're new to our podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. You can download all our episodes at heartofanunderdog.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. If you would like to catch our video podcast, head over to our YouTube channel, Adapt and Overcome with Javi and Jessica. We'll put the links below in the description for you. And if you want to become a sponsor of our channel, make sure that you head over to javiandjessicamadrigal.com so that you can become a partner with us and bringing lifelong health to those who desperately need it. Okay, let's bring out our guest. Melissa Rolfs is a certified holistic health and life coach helping busy women get unstuck and find freedom so they can be calm, confident, and at peace. She is committed to empowering women to be free to be who God made them to be. After her own tumultuous history with life, she's a PTSD survivor, and food, withholding, and then later in life, binging, she learned how to deal with the core issues around her broken relationship with food. As a result, she's felt called to go to school and learn to teach other women how to do the same. She graduated from the Health Coach Institute as a holistic health and life coach in 2018 and is the proud owner of Free To Be Coaching. She is a proud Boilermaker alumni living in Arizona with her husband, Chad, and two kiddos. Hey, help us welcome to the show, Melissa Rolfs. Hey. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good, Great. good. Sorry, I said that at the same time as you. <laughs> you didn't hear me. Hey, so we're super excited to have you on our podcast. Um, you know, this is something that when we were talking to you in our pre-interview, we really connected. And I just I'm so excited to dive into your journey because I think so many people need to know what you have to share. So can you start out by telling everybody who you are and what you're about, where you live? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Let me say that first. Um, <laughs> so I'm coming to you from Arizona, which is exciting. And um, I'm holistic health and life coach. And again, part of that is because of my journey and finding freedom with food and inner healing and just all of that put together. I knew there was something missing. And so I went to school and I got certified and I'm here and I'm excited to share. Awesome. Absolutely. And you know, that's the thing. I love that you said you went out and got resourceful. You did the thing you needed to do to find out how to do something for yourself. And now you're passing that on to other people, which is exactly what leaders do. Mm -hmm. And especially when we, God puts us in positions where we need to find the way we need to follow the path and then to lead others down that path. He really does use these situations for that. Um, can you dive in a little bit first on, let's just find out like for our audience, what it, what was your, like the story on your health battle or health mm -hmm. battles, plural, right? What did you go through in order to take you to that point where you needed to find answers? Well, I think my kind of, you know, fall to the knees floor and be like, oh my goodness, Lord, what do I need to do here was about 11 years ago. And we um, had a newborn baby. He wasn't sleeping. So I was exhausted. We had a two-year-old who had some undiagnosed sensory challenges and food allergies. So that was an interesting place. My husband was traveling for work. And on top of that, I had just gotten diagnosed with PTSD from childhood trauma. So I call it the perfect storm. <laughs> but wow. through that... <clears throat> um, you know, God was just so faithful and he met me where I was. Um, I went to healing prayer at our church and really found some freedom in that. 
um, I had been working through um, a life with a life coach, and this is a total God thing. She was not only a life coach, but she was also a therapist and she had PTSD herself. So we went from the coaching relationship to she saying, I think you might have some PTSD from your childhood. Can we switch from coaching to therapy? So I did that um, and then tried the you know medicinal route and that didn't work for me. It, it might work for some people, but what works for one doesn't work for all. So because I didn't have the results with the medicine for the PTSD, I went a holistic route. Um, I knew, I knew that there had to be a way. And I knew that through prayer and just having people come alongside me, that there was a way for me to find healing. And it just wasn't maybe the traditional way. So I went to a naturopath and met with her. She tested all my vitamins and minerals. They were tanked because I had been living off of sugar and diet Dr. Pepper to have energy to keep up with these kids because I was exhausted and doing it, you know, when my husband was traveling. And um, so through that, learned about supplementation and then changed our diet because of our daughter's food allergies. And then eventually went from eating more of a standard American diet to more of a whole foods and clean eating sort of way. And that changed everything. So that's a little bit of my journey. There's more in the past I can go into, but that's kind of the high powered overview. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you're just like, yes, this is the whole, this is the whole story. I love that. Um, you've obviously told your story several times. Um, now I love what you talked about with changing your diet, because I think most people just think that's a, so, like a supplementary or, or like an ancillary, like a, a side thing. Well, we also changed our diet. It's kind of like how we treat prayer. Well, I, I finally prayed mm-hmm. about it, you know, kind of a thing, yep. but the diet, I mean, what you're putting in your car is how it goes. Mm-hmm. What you're putting yeah. in your body is literally the, what all it has to function mm-hmm. on. And so, right. You know, right. When we, when we are dosing ourselves with high amounts of sugar mm-hmm. and just processed foods, we don't realize how that is affecting our our body chemistry yes. and how we think, not only how and how we how we move uh, through our day, energy level. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of times, people associate like junk food or processed food with energy level. Yes, it goes deeper than that. Yes, it goes down to how we process day to day emotions and day to day troubles yeah. or, mm-hmm. or or trauma. Yes. Um, so. <clears throat> I think that's a very good point because most most people don't they'll do everything else. I I, I was um, mm-hmm. I was uh, interacting with someone online and this person was like, "Well, what about this? Their medication and what about all these other things?" Mm-hmm. But they mentioned that they are overweight and they kind of eating healthy. And I'm like, well, you need to look more at that than you before you start going and messing around, by the way, without uh, consulting their doctor, which is a mistake, really having some sort of medical professional involved Mm -hmm. in your healing process is very important people, but, but you need to look at, go to the basics, look at your nutrition and seeing how that is affecting your day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and then from there, then talk about maybe some of the other adjustments that you need to make. But that. Yeah, it can't be your last adjustment. I mean, really, mm-hmm. I understand we usually go to the doctor first to find out what's going on. But I mean, foods, it's just such a hard transition. And we know mm-hmm. that. 
can you talk a little bit about your battle with food when it's talks about binging and withholding yeah. and things like that? What, what was your relationship with food like? And then um, just sort of talk, can you tell us a story about that? Yeah, absolutely. So to, you know, kind of that earlier point, I think that a lot of times people only associate food with weight. And I lived in that place for a long time. So for me, I think because everything felt so out of control when I was younger, in my earlier years, I would withhold food in order to have control, to lose weight. This was kind of in high school when I was just looking for that, you know, male attention. Like if I could get skinny enough, then I could, you know, go to prom with whoever, wherever that was at. But that looked like me withholding food when I was younger. And then I went the total opposite end of the spectrum, like later, you know, in at the end of my college career um, and then into after college and it continued through motherhood, I was using food to like soothe and to push down the feelings. Cause that's kind of when I was aware of some of the trauma that had happened and it kind of started to come up and I didn't know what to do with it. It was overwhelming. Yeah. I felt very alone. So I was just going to use food to self-soothe. I mean, it's legal. I was a Christian. It's, it's okay to overeat in the church and you, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. It's, it's easy like to overeat in a church, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, it's easy to over, yeah, to overeat in the church because it's like, here, like uh, those movies where they're like, let me make you something. Eat. You need to eat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. so true. And I love that you're like, it's legal and it's okay. You know, um, yeah, we don't think about like the health implications and the actually the emotional implications of using food for anything other than fuel for our bodies. I know that we love food. I, we enjoy food. I think we're supposed to enjoy yes. food. Or why do we have taste buds? Thank you very yes. much. If we weren't supposed to enjoy it, we would not have that. Um, and so, you know, that's really important, but it's all about stewardship. I really mm-hmm. think that it's mm-hmm. just about, you know, you're right. This whole idea that we only identify, we only relate food to weight. Mm-hmm is such a mistake. I mean, you can lose weight doing drugs. I mean, come on, like you can lose weight doing a million things. Uh, People lose weight all the time from illnesses. Like weight has nothing to do with anything as far as other than when you're obese, like you have to lose weight in order to, to, to get your body into a position to be healthy, but that can't be an unhealthy way, you know, Mm -hmm. cause then you're now you're just skinnier and and just as unhealthy, if not more. So I love that you brought that up because that's such a huge misconception and, Mm -hmm. um, just really a dark path because you can never win. I mean, think about it. Like you said, I can just get skinnier and skinnier. I mean, that's why people end up being anorexic because of the Mm -hmm. control, because it is all about weight. And because there isn't a place that you end. Yes. Like you just continue getting skinnier until you eventually die. I mean, really, if we're being honest, Mm -hmm. um, if you Mm -hmm. keep going, but when you're getting healthy, you can continue getting healthier yes. and healthier and healthier. It goes in the right direction and you don't need to worry about where that's ending because it, it doesn't, you don't want it to end. You're getting healthier and healthier. It is really all about fuel. And I understand that weight plays a part in that, mm-hmm. but usually when you change, I don't know if you notice this, but you lose weight naturally. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. I imagine that you, you, you evened out or you leveled mm-hmm. out on your weight probably in a, in a healthy place. Absolutely. You know, oh, go ahead. Well, and I think that what was so, you know, challenging for me was I had done all of this inner transformation and the anxiety was gone and the fear was gone and my moods were stable and I was happy and I wasn't angry. And like, I had this beautiful inner transformation, but what did people keep saying? They kept saying, oh my gosh, you look great. You've lost so much weight. And I'm like, I don't really care about the weight. Like it doesn't matter. Let me tell you how I'm not anxious. Let me tell you how I'm happy. Let me tell you how I'm not angry. Let me tell you how I have energy. Let me tell you how I can show up and be the mom and person that I feel called to be and not really care about what I look like. But I think we've 
put health and weight in such a place that there are so many people that are losing weight and they think they're getting healthier, but the way in which they're doing it is actually not leading them towards health. And it is so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it really is frustrating to watch. I mean, I've seen people say, oh, you know, I mean, I'm only picking on this diet because I've seen this so many times, but people are like keto at McDonald's. Like I've literally seen that Mm -hmm. post more Mm -hmm. than once, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, oh, babe over there on the other side of the world. Yeah. I, I just want to go on and grab you and be like, it's not, this isn't the way. Um, it, because it's so, it's just so hard. Cause I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, it isn't about, um, what you're eliminating. Sure. Mm-hmm. You need to eliminate all of the garbage from your diet. Yeah. Okay. I understand yeah. that. But we never, a lot of people like when we, when we coach people with the nutrition and, and you'll know this too, um, is that I'm like, well, if you just eliminate everything you're not supposed to have, what do you have left? I mean, people will say that to us all the time. Well, what do you eat? And I'm like, well, that's the problem is that you're just focused on eliminating so much and dieting that you don't understand what you actually eat. Yes. Like, what are you actually putting in your body that will do something for you? Put Mm -hmm. it to work, you know? And uh, so we really teach people like all about adding a bunch of stuff in. And what's funny about that is that they automatically start eliminating things because you only have so much room in your stomach for one day. Totally. You know what I mean? Yep. So you fill that gas tank up with the right gas. You don't have any room in there anymore for all the, anything bad you would want to put in. There's no room. It's full. Absolutely. So that's really, I love that you're talking about this. Um, so I, I, I do want to go back a second yeah. um, because in the beginning you were talking about when you were really struggling mm-hmm. uh, with this, yeah. you knew you, you needed help and you you realize that the medication wasn't helping you, mm-hmm. but you, you you said something about your prayer life mm-hmm. and that knowing that you've brought this to God and knowing that there's got, there's going to be an answer here, mm-hmm. but could you walk me through that journey where he kind of revealed this was revealed to you? And I, I just want to explore that a little bit because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people out there, they don't, they, they pass, they just, um, how can I say, they minimize their prayer life. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't just pray about it and it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so why should I even pray? Yeah. And I, I think w- with what you're talking about, there was a, there's a lot more than just praying. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? No, you're not. <laughs> So we were in a very, very supportive church community at that time. It was incredible. And we had a great group of people rallying around us. And we had, um, I had been part of a group with my small group called Good Morning Girls. And we would, you know, wake up every morning, we would read our Bible, we would pray, we would share what God shared with us during our quiet time, we would ask for prayer requests. And they were a very integral part of my journey, because I knew they were praying for me. Um, But I was also in prayer and there were healing prayer rooms offered at our church and they did them every month. And I knew after I had gotten that PTSD diagnosis, I was like, I need to go to that healing prayer room because I there's there's something spiritual to this. Right. Like we know that that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But God came to give us life and life to the full. That's John 10, 10. And I was not living in that fullness. So I knew there was something that needed healing. I knew there was something that needed um, fixed on a spiritual level because it was obviously, you know, physical. It was also emotional and mental, but it was spiritual because how we're made up. We're body, mind, soul, and spirit. Like we are, God is a holistic God. He made us holistically. So I knew that that part needed addressed. Healing prayer room. 
And I just shared with them some things that were going on and they laid hands on me and they prayed for me. And I felt this peace just come upon me in that time. And I'm like, you know, this is going to be okay. He's going to show me what I need to do. He's going to show me the next step. And I think it was later that week that I got connected with that naturopath. And I walked into her office and it was that same peace that came upon me that I had a prayer. And I'm like, this is what I need to be doing. This is not, you know, the traditional route. This isn't what everybody does, but this is what I am called to do because I believe as a Christian, we're called to take action. Like if you look at people in the Bible, when the healing comes, there's action required. The woman who'd been bleeding had to touch Jesus's robe. The man at the the pool had to pick up his mat and walk. Like there's always action required. It's a relationship. We have to relate and interact and not just sit there and expect him to do it for us. I don't think that's how it works, but I had been in that place before and nothing had changed. So I knew I had to do something different. So I hope I answered that. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What, what about now? Look, I'm obviously we're believers. We share the same faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are those in our faith that when you speak of holistic healing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're th- you're speaking of something that may not be in alignment with God, Mm-mm. and and <laughs> I if you could help us yeah. in explaining to those that may be under this misconception, yeah. what is uh, true holistic healing, mm-hmm. and how does it align with our faith? Yeah, well, I think Jesus is a healer. Like if you look in the Bible, what is he doing? He's healing. He's doing miracles. Like. There are verses, you know, he was, what, what is it? He was, what is that Bible about? By his wounds, we are healed. And the Bible is very clear about healing. The Bible is very clear about the miracles. The Bible is very clear about taking action. Go and make disciples. Like, I think it's all so integrated. There's also several verses about health. I think my favorite one, and I hope I can remember right now, is 3 John 2, like, may it go well with you in spirit as you're also healing in your body or something like that. I probably butchered it, but I think it's 3 John 2. Okay, well, <laughs> he'll bring it to me if I need to know. I'm trusting yeah. so, Um, But, you know, you just look at the Bible and he's about health. He's about healing. He's a holistic God. He cares about our body, mind, soul, and spirit. There were people that not only got healed physically in the Bible, but also mentally and emotionally. And so I feel like if you are a Christian, you believe the word of God and you believe all of it. Like it's not, you get to cherry pick and it's not a buffet that you pick the pieces you want. Like it's all in there. And I think Mm -hmm. it's maybe not talked about enough. And that's why people are hesitant to believe it. But I I love what you're saying about that. He's, that he's all about well, holistic meaning whole body. I mean, really like People identify the word holistic with all natural alternative and woo woo. For some reason, I have no idea why the definition of holistic is really just whole, (laughs) whole body, whole body, mind, and spirit. Right. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Well, the thing is, is if, again, if you, if you understand what, what, how God is and what Jesus says, you're right. He, God's all about restoration, period. Mm -hmm. He's about yep. redemption and restoration. So when we're talking about restoring, he does restore people in the Bible to their, um, you know, a mental state that is healthy, an emotional yes. state, and, and also physically, like you said. So it absolutely aligns with our faith. Right. I think more than actually anything else we're doing, yes. I think. And that this is what's the be- what the beautiful thing is about God's design in us, okay? Mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. 
three things work as in unison, mm -hmm. just like the Trinity. Yep. Okay. The Trinity within yep. us is mind, body, and spirit. Those things are inter interdependent on mm -hmm. one another yes. within us. And when we are lacking in one thing, it affects the other. Yes. So you can't just focus on weight and your diet mm -hmm. and then ignore your spiritual uh, life. Yeah. You can't live your life with an overwhelming amount of stress and toxicity. Yes. And think you're going to have success and healthiness, health throughout your life because that will trigger your emotional eating, mm -hmm. your physical ability. Mm -hmm. So these are, when we're speaking of that, mm -hmm. um, yeah, God wants us to heal the whole body, yes. but it also, it starts with our faith. And, um, I just, I just wanted you to explain that because, because, uh, out of your journey and mm -hmm. how you walk this out, I think it's very important that people get a clear perspective, especially us believers, right? Because mm -hmm. we, we sometimes get it all screwed up and then yeah. wonder why we're not, we're not seeing certain mm -hmm. things in our life. Why, why we're, we're kind of stuck in this yeah. one position. Mm -hmm. so speaking of stuck, can you talk yeah. a little bit about what you're, what you see, what, what is the, the gap that you're what you're standing mm. in for women. So can you talk about, you know, what you've seen women struggling with where you've seen the need and that where you're serving right now in the community of women that are hurting. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And I just want to answer my verse was right. It was three John two. So okay. <laughs> I just butchered it. So go look at the reference yourself and get you're into just the like word. me. You're like, I'm going to find it. It's going to bug me. <laughs> it was bugging me because I don't ever want to misquote yeah. the word. Like I, I don't want to do that. So no, that's um, great. Totally. You do that. So you had asked about where I'm kind of standing in the gap for women and how I'm serving. Was that your question? Correct. And what kind of problems and things and you know issues have you seen? Challenges have you seen them have that you've been able to kind of step into? Um, and really, where has God led you in that? Yeah, I think there's a lot. I think you know to your earlier point, there are a lot of people who associate holistic with woo woo, and I think a lot of that is because people in the church have missed the mark and they've missed that piece of God. And so I think that we just associate it with being woo woo. And again, that's not God's character. That's not who he is. Um, so I think there's almost this connotation that, oh, well, if I look into holistic health, I'm outside of God's will, or I'm not, you know, in the will of God. I think that's one thing. I think the other thing is, is that we have been taught and conditioned to believe that food is only about weight. And we don't know the impact it has on our mood and our mental health, our emotional health, our energy, like we only associate it with, with weight. And it's so much more than that. So it's a lot of um, changing beliefs around that and really teaching people how to listen to their bodies, what, how to listen to what foods work for them, because it's not one size fits all. We live in a very one size fits all society where we think, oh, well, my neighbor did this plan. I'm going to do it too. And then we have yeah. different results and we get mad and then up come the feelings of shame and guilt and condemnation. And it's a, a, a right. very slippery slope. Um, so I see that a lot. Um, I see a lot of women who believe that taking care of themselves is selfish and that um, I, I'm connecting it almost to a lack of self-worth or that they don't believe that they matter and they're worth taking care of, which again is not in alignment with the gospel because you're made in the image of God. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You have a purpose. You matter. Um, so yeah, I'm seeing a lot of things. <laughs> and I think too, like people are busy and they're 
raising their kids and they're tending to their needs. And they, you know, it's easy to kind of put yourself on the back burner when you're tending to everybody around you. And it's easier to go for the fast food or the stuff on the go, which maybe isn't the healthiest. Right. And, you know, I want to say too, we have these interviews, you know, you guys, and I know, I'm sure Melissa, you've seen this too. It, we, we all make these same mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all like, even when, you know, coaches, right. Leaders, we, we all make those same mistakes. Don't feel like you, there, the shame and the guilt has got to go out of the window. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, for instance, we, everyone always gives us a hard time when they're eating something unhealthy in front of us. And they're like, don't look, I'm not going to show yeah. you what I'm eating. And I'm like, look, we, we ordered out. Okay. When we're sick or when we're just exhausted and no one can cook anything. Like, we're just like, okay, what's the best thing we can Mm -hmm. find. And we eat out. No, we don't feel great afterwards. Yep. We move on and we go right back to the way we normally eat because it's a moment. It's okay. It happens. We go, you know, we can shame ourselves into the grave over it, or we can just understand that we're human and that we don't, doesn't need to derail anything else that we're doing. And that's why we talk about lifestyle. We're not ever dieting. We've been eating this way for over three years. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we've had plenty of times where we've dropped off for a full week or a month Mm -hmm. or something where we're just like going through a bunch of medical stuff and we just are absolutely exhausted. And we just ask God, we plead with him. Hey, you know, could you help sustain us while we're trying to figure out how to get through this and our habits aren't right and all that. And then we get back on track. Like you just, it's just a matter of what are you doing consistently? What do you do? What are you, where are you at in your mind? Yeah. And looking at it with the right perspective. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. always all about perfect habits. It's not. And it's not about weight and how you look and all of it. It's really not. It's really about stewardship, taking care of your, what God gave you so that you can continue doing his work and doing the things for others that you're called to do and who you're called to be and just getting 1% better every day. And there's going to be days where you're 10% worse, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what are the other things I wanted to uh, just kind of talk about is your family dynamic real quick, because uh, like for us, our, our daughter has autumn, autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And when we switched over to uh, a, a whole food uh, lifestyle, that actually in our, in our family has helped our whole family. Mm-hmm. And even now, look, it doesn't mean that she's not going to have battles. She yeah. will have she battles and she has, but she's fought through that in a better way. Mm-hmm. We, and even myself, we put ourselves in a position to fight our diseases in a better and more mm-hmm. efficient way. We give our body a chance. Yes. Um, now y- you had mentioned that your kids, can you tell me how this ha- shift has affected your family? Well, it's been a game changer. I mean, you know, I feel like behavior has improved. Um, for our kids, I feel like the sleep is better. My husband and I obviously have more energy. Our moods are better. Um, it's been a real game changer. It's interesting now. I think the blessing for us is that they were young enough when this started that it's kind of what they've known. Now, I think the tricky part is that they're older and they're in school and they're seeing what their classmates see. And then there's that, oh, I can't have that. And I'm always like, okay, well, let's find you something that you can have that tastes just as good. So you don't feel like you're missing out because they almost get that FOMO. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, they, they, they go with the flow. And like you said, you know, yeah, we have pizza. Like we don't, we don't do this 100% of the time. I would say it's more of a, you know, 80, 20, 90, 10, just because we want them to not feel left out and excluded yeah. so that when they get older, they go off and binge and 
you know, feel like they didn't have this and now they need to make up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really, I think that's really important. Um, you know, the thing is, is that we have to, I think if we don't do this as a family, as a team, Mm -hmm. it's so much harder on the person trying to do it. So I imagine when you're working with these women that you would be working with, you know, how is this working with your family dynamic? Do you have the support that you need? I imagine Mm -hmm. that that's really a huge, um, player in whether or not they are successful, but it is really, I think what we're really talking about today is, you know, the idea that this is all about your faith and your perspective Mm -hmm. and your spiritual and your emotional health. Because when, because look, we haven't even dived in really about what we eat and everything. We said whole food, whole food, plant-based or whatever. And that's fine. That's, you know, a healthy way to eat. But notice we haven't focused on that. Why? Because the most important thing was that that was a part of the change that you made because you were addressing your faith and your emotional health first, because that was the stem of what was causing all of the trauma for you, which was then causing the eating. People really address their emotional health with a new diet. And that is mm-hmm. such a mistake. That is just a band-aid. Yeah. That's just, it's just hitting a symptom with a dart. Like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to try to poke that symptom with a dart. Hopefully exactly it hits, right. you know? And like you said, it's then it's, you're trying to save the, use the same dart your neighbor did. And your neighbor has a totally different set of perspectives and trauma or not, or whatever mm-hmm. emotional health than you do. I mean, it's like, Trying a diet that somebody else has tried, okay, mm-hmm. is is like saying, okay, well, I'm going to go paint this picture and I want you to paint the picture, but I'm going to give you a totally different set of tools and paint that I'm going to use. And you got to paint the same picture. Yeah. It's like, no, this person has a different upbringing. They have different um, physical makeup. They have different diseases and health issues. They have different schedules, different families. Yet you're like, hey, get the same results I did with this diet. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. no, you can't paint the same picture with a totally different set of tools and expect the same result. You just can't do that. And so it's all about, you know, a structure of what the basic guidelines, right. But also the root needs to be addressed mm-hmm. first. And so I love that this is what you're teaching people because this really is the most important path. Mm-hmm. So yeah. can you talk just before we go, I want to talk a little bit and, and also we'll, we'll make sure everyone knows where to find you, but can you talk a little bit about, um, how did COVID like the whole pandemic mm-hmm. thing in 2020, how did that affect, um, you know, your clients and like your relationship did, with your clients. Did you see a change? Cause I, you know, you've been coaching a while. Did mm-hmm. you see a change in, in people and your clientele and what they suffered through? Because look, a lot of us were isolated. We were mm-hmm. able to gather in churches yeah. and how did, how, what did, did you see? I feel like what I've seen is an uptake in emotional eating um, increase in sugar, increase in wine, um, and yeah. kind of those coping mechanisms. And then where I honestly get frustrated is, okay, I see you doing this. Are you going to do something about it? And so I think, you know, there is, is the knowledge and the acknowledgement that they are doing that, but maybe they're not ready to get out of that or break free from that, which is fine because everybody has their own timeline. Um, but I honestly, my heart was that when this whole thing started was maybe this is what people need to wake up and really change their health and their wellness for the better. And I don't feel like I saw a ton of that and it was super discouraging. Yeah. 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 Um, do you feel, I, 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 a while back ago, um, during, uh, during the heat of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, I read this article about how, this is affecting people uh, traumatically mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. kind of bringing out 
some of these things like you had experienced. Oh, I had some stuff stowed away as a child and now I'm having to deal it, deal with it myself. I'm trying to mask it with food. I'm trying to mask it with these projects around the house. Mm -hmm. But when that all ends or, you know, you're, you're, you stuffed yourself with so much sugar, you don't know what to do with yourself. It, you realize, or what the cause is, what the true cause is, is some trauma or the pandemic within itself. What I'm, I, the reason why I, we wanted to ask that question, because what we've seen is this, this trauma in a way that you said that People soothe themselves with food, wine, mm-hmm. and different things. Yeah. Um, but as we're trying to come out of it, there's this kind of this reluctance mm-hmm. that we find ourselves uh, comfortable in that trauma. Yeah. yeah. And how, if I was one of your clients and I was one of these people that I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'm not so much saying to you, I'm afraid, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm comfortable and I know what, what my trauma looks like. Yeah. I know what that demon is. Yeah. So I'm willing to live with it and I'm not going to step out of it. I don't want to, I guess I want what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I'm locked into really, I'm locked into fear. I mm-hmm. don't want to walk. Out. How would you yeah. help pull me out of that? Honestly, I don't know that I could pull you out of it because I think back to my journey and I don't know that I could have been pulled out until I was ready to be pulled out. Mm-hmm. And I think people have to get to the point where they're they're ready for that because um, I can come alongside of you. I can encourage you. I can pray for you. I can support you. I can give you tips and, you know, rah, rah. But if you're not ready to receive that. Yeah. It's true. You do have to be ready to receive. I think there's a lot to be said for helping guide someone through, which I'm sure you do guide someone through their process of being ready, but you can't be ready for someone. You can't make someone be ready. You can't uh, tell them, you know, tips to help them decide it's, they have to legitimately be ready to let go of that. What we call the familiar zone. Mm -hmm. People will say the comfort zone, but it's even, it's not even comfortable because it is traumatic, but it's familiar. And because it's so familiar, you're okay with it. You're like, well, I've lived here for long enough that I'm, I'm cool with it. It's like an abusive relationship with yourself, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you, you do want to leave, but you're just like, but I know what this looks like. And I don't know what that looks like over there. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I really want to step out of my cage and be uncaged and be free. Just not knowing what that looks like. It's so scary compared to what the inside of this cage looks like. And I think with that, there is a lot of, you know, um, subconscious fear of, okay, if I change, because change, you know, almost means to, to be different, to not belong, who will Mm -hmm. not relate to me anymore? What will I lose? And I think that's what we focus on. We think we focus on all the things that we're going to lose and all the negative things. And we don't focus on what we're getting and what's on the other side and how amazing Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're, you're speaking of identity. So I have now identified myself with Mm -hmm. my trauma. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with it. And this is part of my identity. Mm-hmm. I've even now associated people and things that help facilitate or um, help me to be comfortable in my trauma, mm-hmm. even though I'm not able to, I'm, I still feel that stuck feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I am comfortable and it's, it's familiar, but I, I, 
you know, I can't, I'm not, I'm not able to take it any further because that's what you're talking about. I, I really not ready. And that's, that's really why. Well, and I think that that's really where our faith steps in. Like you've, it's, you've really got to, you know, the person has to get right with God about where they're at. And, and that's and, where they can find their true identity. Yeah. And if we're, if we're willing to get past, I mean, right there, if you think about it, and this is diving a little deep today. So I, so get ready audience. Um, <laughs> but really it, it goes even deeper than what we're already at. And this is it. When you are um, really wanting to face who you truly are and the fact that you have a purpose, it's, it's like, what does God want for me? And what do I want for me? And when you're focused on your trauma and you're focused on your, um, your comfort and your, whether you're ready to be honest. Um, and this isn't talking about your traditional sense and your traditional definition of selfishness, but it is self. Mm -hmm. It is all about self. And the enemy wants us to be there. He wants mm -hmm. us to focus on self and that there's nothing that can rescue us from this and that we're going to have to claw our own way out alone and that somehow we're going to have to figure out how to do that. And then, then, then convinces us that we cannot. And so when that happens, it's really, you don't even have to know what you're going to say to God. You just got to look at God and go, well, I don't want to focus on this or me anymore. And I don't want to be here. And if I actually do want those things that Melissa's telling me about, or my friends and family, or God, what you're telling me about, then ultimately I've got to let go of whatever I think is happening here. And I, I need you to show me what you want for me, but you, who you designed me to be, who you want me to become ultimately um, so that you can grab onto, it's not a change in identity. It's a restoration of the mm -hmm. identity you were given to begin with. And that this world and the enemy trashed. Mm -hmm. And basically it's restoration and redemption. And when we started out this conversation, we talked about that's ultimately what God wants. And that's the root is that yeah. we've lost our identity that God gave us, that he's de designed for us. Um, and that we are really all about looking on the inside of ourselves and our ability to cope with this alone. And that is not the design that God made. It's not what he created. And so Melissa, you're doing really important work. I think Thank that you, you are um, going at it the right direction. I think you have the right perspective. I really love that you came and talked with us about this today because this really is the root of most things when people are talking about how to get out of their um, identity crisis when they're battling health issues. And it's such an important conversation because this will continue happening for this these people who are battling this until they address this issue. And then they, they pass it, just, it on to their kids. I yes, ma'am. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. They do. And I think we pass a lot of things on to our kids that just we just don't mean to. And so yes. the more we can help our like heal ourselves through God, yes. the more we can let God heal ourselves. Yes. The more we can pass that on, show yes. our kids how God heals us, letting get letting go and letting God, you know, as they say. Um, I think it's the most important lesson we can teach. Yeah. I mean, we we as parents need to equip our kids. And and sometimes we think equipping our kids means uh, monetarily, right? Yeah, yeah. We need to clothe them. We need yep. to feed them. We need to, you know, maybe sometimes we give them too much, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, is the most, the most precious and valuable thing you could give them is guidance through their spiritual life. Yeah, for sure. That, that is the most... That's what's going to sustain them the most. That's what's going to get them through the hard times. Not all their, their things, not all their devices, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's their spiritual life. And if you could just, if you, if we as parents can show our kids through example, because our yeah. kids are always watching us, right? Right. Yeah. Through example. And yes, teaching. Uh, I, I think that's, that's where the treasure is truly found. Mm-hmm. All right. So can you tell us in our audience where somebody just is resonating with you today and they just mm-hmm. want to know how they can get a hold of you, how they can connect with you and talk with you. Can you tell us a little bit more about where they can find you and get connect with you? Yeah, probably the best place is my website, free, the number two, letter B, coaching.com. You got it there. Awesome. Free to be coaching.com is probably the best place. And from there, you can connect with me on social and email and all the things. Perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, Melissa is also on Facebook here and facebook.com backslash Melissa Rolf's coach. And then also on Instagram at instagram.com backslash free to be underscore coaching. And look, you know, you guys just reach out. I'm sure that Melissa um, would be happy to speak with you just about what's going on, where you are at in life and what she can do to help you. And if she cannot, I'm sure she would send you in the right direction. Um, Thank you, Melissa, so much for being with us today. We absolutely adore you. And thank you for just just doing what you're doing to impact others lives and just being that beacon for people who are they're lost and they're in a, in a dark place it really yes. is needed thank you for coming we really really appreciate it of course i adore you guys and what you're doing so thank you for the work that you're doing and thank you for this opportunity and we definitely have to stay in touch oh for right, sure definitely for sure all right we hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you later bye bye wow she's incredibly inspiring right oh yeah yeah we we I don't know about you guys, but we are really in alignment with Melissa and uh, what she said is so true, just rings so true. You know, a lot of the things that she shared today, we also uh, went through and and believe, you know, I really think that um, God is really calling his people to rally uh, towards this more holistic lifestyle. I believe that there's things that we have to change in the way we are thinking us, us believers, us Christians, people in general, we need to be thinking differently than we have over these last few decades, because we are, we are as a society, we're just getting sicker Mm -hmm. and we are just feeling more and more stuck. It feels like oftentimes we feel like we're just sinking as a society in this, this, quicksand. Well, I think God's trying to give us a branch. He's trying to show us a way out of that quicksand. And it's people like Melissa that shows us the way that shows us how we could turn things around. And how is it that God's going to help keep us aligned and, and healthy enough to do the work that he's calling us to do? If we're here for such a time as this, right in this very moment to help those that desperately need our help, if we're sick, how are we going to do that? So, you know, this is the thing. God wants a testimony. He wants to speak through us and our, and our stories. He wants to make us healthy, restore us, bring us out and then bring us forward. So these are the things that, that we just love talking about because it's so, it's so in alignment with what God actually is trying to do. And it is not something that you have to do alone. So if you find yourself stuck right now, you find yourself finding no solutions or no matter what you try, you just can't seem to figure out how to get out of these health struggles, reach out to Melissa because I'm, I'm, guessing that she'll have a lot to of light to shed on your issues or or maybe your struggles and just maybe be able to be an ear for to, for you to just to bend so that you can figure out your way out you know what i mean so right. this is why these people are being put in placed in front of you i i fully believe that so if you want to reach out to her make sure you do that and so we just absolutely absolutely are so yeah excited I, I i hope you guys got some value man 
uh, the guests that we've been able to bring on lately, God has just really been bringing us some magnificent people like Melissa. I hope you guys got something out of today. If you did, please hit that thumbs up, give us a thumbs up and share this channel or share this episode with your friends and family and be sure to subscribe. Absolutely. Hey, if you want to go deeper with us and on your health and wellness issues and you want to have some guidance with your nutrition, your fitness and, you know, your stress management, make sure you head over to our free Facebook group. It's private and uh, it's at facebook.com backslash groups backslash adapt and overcome your health. Make sure you reach out because it's all, the help is there for you guys. And we are here to walk alongside you and help you navigate. Okay. So thanks so much for joining us this week. We love you guys. And we thank you for your support and your partnership in this. And we will see you next time. Bye. God bless.